We'll chat uh, to Jeremy Sampson, who I thought I'll speak to him on the line, but he wants to say hi to me in person, so I'm not going to complain about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the Interbrand Global 100 brands, and, and that to me, uh, if you have any aspirations on growing your business sort of big, big, and bigger, uh, then you'll be inspired just listening to some interesting things in terms of the top five, the top ten, the top 100. All of that comes up right after this. Let's talk about the Interbrand Top 100 Brand Rankings. It's an annual ranking of the best global brands, the most global of brands. Let's call it that, right? Jeremy Sampson is with me, the chairman, uh, chair Interbrand Sampson de Villiers. That's the right title, right, Jeremy? Got it. Uh, good chatting to you once again. Hi. Good to be with you. Right, so let's just get it right. And I know we've done this before, so I don't have to repeat, but you're probably going to get first-time listeners coming in. We need to educate them about this thing. So when we talk about what the Interbrand Top 100 Global Brands, in fact, we're saying what? Basically, Interbrand is a company that this year has been around 40 years, and they've been valuing brands. We have been valuing brands probably the last 15 years as a global ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, now, just listening to your earlier interview, the word brand was mentioned, I don't know, 40 times or so. You should get Mr. Bird of Media Monitoring, <laughs> because yeah. 15 years ago, the word brand was hardly ever mentioned, uh, whereas now it's almost the third or fourth word every time. So for 15 years, Interbrand has been doing this. It's the best global brands, the top 100 by value. Uh, what we look at is things that um, help you uh, monitor the financial performance of the brand. That's a key thing, but you also look at the role the brand plays in influencing the consumer or the customer and its field, and the strength of the brand as a sustainable entity. So, so okay, so, so you're looking at three or four aspects. Value yep. is one, and then you factor all of that in and you come up with an answer. Exactly. And we do this without the assistance of the client. That's very important. How would you know then? Well, These we are go, public companies. Well, we go into annual reports and invest relations. No, we tried to do, or we did a South African ranking about 10 years ago, and it was incredibly difficult because if I was to say Castle to you, especially 10 years ago, it's probably the top brand, but it's a segment within SA Breweries as mm. it was. Mm. Now it's within SA Breweries Miller. Um, you look at FNB, it's a segment within First Rand. Mm. I remember Derek Carstens phoning me up the next morning and shouting the odds because he said, we're worth more than that. And I said, but we haven't got your figures, Derek. So <laughs> this, is, this is where it's very, very difficult to look at the whole thing. So you get the top 100, but then there are other aspects we look at, like 30-40% of the business has got to be in other areas other than the home area of that brand. Therefore, the global aspect. Exactly. Otherwise, they'll be the top performer in their country, but they need to be global. Because even now, the top 53% are American brands, but there are American brands that don't operate outside of America, so they didn't rate. Uh, even Chinese brands, for the first time we have Hawaii in this year, which is the first Chinese brand, because it's now got global spread, global reach, and that is absolutely crucial. So, this is where we pull it all together, come up with the top 100, um, that was announced in New York uh, the, a couple of days ago, and it's interesting that global CEOs now, of all the things they look at every year, to monitor how their company's doing, how their brands are doing, this ranks as number three. According to the global PR group, Burston mm, Marstella, mm, this interbrand ranking is number three after, I think, it's Fortune Top 100 and that sort of thing. In, in terms of deciding what? Number three? Well, basically, how are you doing? How are my marketing department doing? How's that big black hole of the marketing budget? You know, the money that goes into brands. So, so in fact, they, they, so to, to use a sporting analogy, this is a league table that's got great credibility. Absolutely. So if you think you're a good team, but, but the log says you, you're number 19 out of 20, it doesn't matter what you think. 
And that's what the world thinks about you. You're absolutely right. And you know, in ranking tables, no, more and more we're talking ranking tables, not just of brands. What's the competitiveness of South Africa, for instance, in global terms? Everyone's looking at ranking. So it's very important that the person who organizes has credibility, has been doing it for some time, perhaps. So there's a track record. Um, and you have to have that full integrity. That's where we haven't done another valuation of South African brands because it's difficult to maintain that integrity. You've had too many phone calls from CEOs of <laughs> marketing heads of companies. I understand that. By the way, we've been talking about the kids, um, uh, whether those, uh, whether the you know kids in adverts work or not, and people have commented. Continue SMSing me whether it's a yay or a nay for you. Someone's like ads with kids. The most nauseating is the baby inside the womb. Uh, eating chocolate, uh, it is very nauseating and insulting from Cadbury. Uh, interesting one. In fact, many people commenting about it on, on social media as well. Now, we'll look at some of the issues around uh, uh, the telemarketing we chatted about earlier, and I'll talk to you about that when we have some time later on. But for now, let's then move on. So give me your, your top 10. I'll, I'll interrupt you just now. Top 10. Top 10. Uh, we have the first two are both now 100 billion brands and that's apple is number one as last year google number two and then we go into three is coke ibm four microsoft five ge samsung toyota mcdonald's and mercedes benz is number 10 and it's interesting how the tech brands that trend from last year mm -hmm. the tech brands coming up uh, reinforcing themselves but if you strip away the tech brands the next next probably most successful segment is automotive which is incredibly uh, healthy at the moment and you can see there that the toyota uh, mercedes bmw is number 11 so there's three in the top 11 already so you've got the tech brands yes but now you've got the automotive very which, very powerful which are very which, which are there is, which, is, which is quite significant, right? Okay, so, so let's then go back to, so Apple is number one for the second year running, right? Yep, that's right. Is Google number two second year running? I think it is. Um, no, I think it's just moved up because... Because um, Coke's, Coke's number three. And Coke's number three. And until two years ago, Coke had been dominant. Uh, for a hundred years. Exactly. Whatever, yeah. I think, and this is where it's interesting, Coke I think is 127, 28 years old. 128 years old. Google is about 18 years old. Apple's a bit longer, you know, because it's come and it's gone and it's come back again. But Apple is the one that's hanging in. It's grown very, very strongly, 21%. And one of the reasons it's grown is because like any brand it's got to stay relevant it's got to keep refreshing it's got to be interesting it's like you and I as individuals if, we, if we're not relevant you know, you know there are plenty of other people mm, you know mm, wanting mm. to take our lunch as it were and this is where Apple just in the last few weeks apart from you know, the iPad the iPhone they've got the iWatch now coming out they're talking about iWallets even the credit card companies are getting worried that Apple moving into iWallets will again threaten them and this is where we're seeing change around the world but technology and people like Apple and Google are leading that charge okay so uh, and, and, and where does Samsung feature in this then Samsung is and these figures were put together before Samsung's results came out you know, the last couple of weeks, which are very disappointing. Okay. But Sam Samsung is in seventh place. And, of course, this is where in certain countries, certain brands are particularly powerful. Samsung is very, very powerful in South Africa. Um, but it's taken a little bit of a hit globally just in the last quarter. And this is where, of course, they have their quarterly financial results, which means you're on a treadmill all the time to see how you've done in the previous three months. That's particularly difficult for companies that are in industries, which is cyclical by the seasons uh, so their figures can go up and down okay so so we spoke about i mean in general then we're talking the tech companies are still dominant or dominating and then the motor companies if we then go to industry specific 
so in the motor industry, it's what? Who, who's what? Is it Mercedes-Benz? To Toyota. Toyota. Toyota's number eight, and uh, Mercedes ten, BMW is eleven, and um, then then you drop down, and Honda is number twenty. Um, but these brands, you know, it's incredibly competitive. You know, if you want to buy a car, it's incredibly competitive at the moment. But this is where most of them are using branding to try and stand out from the crowd. Now, just watching television at the moment, Hyundai is spending a fortune on its advertising, especially linked to sport. So this is where very competitive, but using branding as a key weapon to break through the clutter. So something producing a very good motor car is just not enough. The, the brand awareness has got to be there. Now, now, what about other industries? I mean, we, we spoke about luxury goods in the past, and, you know, maybe you can just break it down the way you see fit. Well, this is where luxury, um, luxury is having a, a toughish time, and I think this is where the economy um, has finally caught up with the people. Um, I know talking to someone from Land Rover at the end of last year, he was saying that the main spenders, and I said, well, is it the Middle East? And he said, well, yes. And I said, China. And he said, well, yes. But at that stage, he said the Russians were spending a lot. Well, now we know around the world that the last, what, three, four, five, six months, Russia now is in a difficult space from a political reason. But that affects the spending power, it affects the bank accounts of people, and that means sales are impacted. So this is where luxury is going through perhaps a little bit more of a difficult time. Uh, financial services has been having a very difficult time. Um, and you know, people are, I think, are amazed that people like American Express is up 11%, for instance. Whereas in South Africa, American Express isn't that important, I don't think. No. You know, one doesn't hear that much of it. But in a global basis, it's doing very well. Even Goldman Sachs and uh, JP Morgan are up 9%, 3%. Well, that's a small amount. It is interesting if you look at the total value of the top 100 brands, uh, compared with last year, they're up nearly 7% on last year. That's the top 100. The top 100, you put it together. And, then, and you know, and this is where one often Which says... Which means what? That the world is in a, we're living in a better place financially? Or I, I think it is a better place, because if you go back to the figures a couple of years ago, I, I'm not sure they ever went into negative, but they were pretty well neutral for a couple of years. Last year, I think they were up three or four. This year, they're up six. So you're quite right. This is indicating that globally, things are beginning to turn, but still very, very slowly, very, very patchy and a lot of uncertainty all right so amongst the new the new entrants you've got the chinese brand you spoke about right uh, that, that's the what's it huawei right huawei. and uh you've got uh, well you've got dhl land rover fedex tell me about that you got boss as well amongst you and, and and this is very interesting when some of the brands drop out like heinz has dropped out sometimes it's because coming back to what i said earlier about figures being available um heinz now no has been t in effect taken over and absorbed but you see people like dhl as you say they're now publicly available and this is where it comes back to the integrity of the brand actually seeing the figures being able to analyze and look at them i think ferrari's at number 100 and ferrari drops in and out but that's partly because of the results as well so one doesn't read too much into that uh, this is where things can change around the world but when you look at the for instance, the top five risers, mm. you look at people like Facebook. You know, Facebook is absolutely huge. And it's a shock to some people that Audi has come in at number 45. Audi's is having amazing, a very strong run. Yeah. And, of course, we see in South Africa it's particularly strong at the moment. Amazon is the third highest riser. And then Volkswagen and then Nissan. So, so, so again, motor cars. Motor cars. Yeah. Three out of the top five risers are motor cars. And then, and then Starbucks, which is spreading globally around the world. Then when you actually start looking at the people who are, are dropping out, um, you see that people like Nokia, and no surprises there, it's down to number 98. Wow. Uh, and, you know, well, this what is, is where... What is the highest ever? Do, do you remember? 
I don't, Ashraf, but it was very high. But, you know, if we were having this conversation six, seven, eight years ago, Nokia was ruling the world. Mm. And, and there is the classic example of someone who is at the top and is now slipping out. Um, if it wasn't for their market in the Far East and China, they would be gone by now. Uh, and I know it's been absorbed into Microsoft. What are they going to do with it? Looks increasingly as though they're going to kill it off. Because as, as a brand. As a, yeah. as a brand in the mobile era, they might mm. try and keep it in other areas. But this is where between the giants of Apple and Samsung, and now Hawaii. Hawaii is up to number three from China. Mm, now, mm. Hawaii in this country, you hear it occasionally. I think they're getting involved in sports sponsorship. But, you know, can you buy a Hawaii? I don't know. But here they are up to number three globally. And then when you see that after um, Nokia, it's Nintendo, Louis Vuitton, so luxury goods. Gillette is a surprise uh, because, you know, everyone jokes that, you know, it's great when someone uses your product and you know that 24 hours later they're going to use it all over again. And that's what Gillette used to brag uh, about, you know, being part of Procter & Gamble. And then Intel. Intel's having a difficult time. I think as an ingredient brand, you know, Intel inside mm -hmm. it's done incredibly well. That's not to say it won't come back, but at the moment it's having difficult times. Okay, and j just lastly, I mean, I, I, I would like you to, to tweet to me the information so I can I can share it with my listeners. Uh, in this case, just at Ashraf Ghanda, please do so. But just lastly, in terms of the methodology, then talks about three pivotal ages in brand history. If you can give it to me very quickly. Well, this is where we're talking about the age of you, as it were, that brands um, are the sort of thing that uh, we as individuals don't like being told now what to do. We like to have a dialogue, a conversation. We like things to be made exactly as we want them. And this is where we're talking about the age of identity, when perhaps 20, 30 years ago, we'd have logos and we'd wear T-shirts with big logos. We were proud of that. Then along came into brands valuation methodology and people became much more conscious of value and what was going on and now we're talking about that age of experience and all this comes together as the age of you but this is where a brand is experience you talk about the experience of going to mcdonald's mm -hmm. you're not just buying a hamburger or a burger or having a coke with it it's the totality of that experience and that's what we're finding more and more now as individuals we're all in charge we want an experience we want a conversation and with social media especially we are in charge okay and then therefore the point to you is as a marketer you need to get the experience or the experiential aspect right otherwise you may just fall find yourself falling by the wayside uh jeremy Sampson, great chatting to you once again as per usual thanks so much do send the information to me there's a, a yeah, tweet sure, to yeah. me and I'll, I'll share it with listeners at ashraf garda so they don't miss out